Hey sis, before we get to this week's episode of the podcast, I have to tell you about the 14 day time with God challenge that is going to be happening March 13th through the 26th. So if you don't know, I created the time with God challenge back in 2019 and I have done the challenge over six times. Over 250 women have gone through the challenge. And now I've teamed up with the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. And we are going to be doing a challenge completely free to you for 14 days. If you need a refresh in your time with God and your um, space with him, definitely take advantage of this free challenge. This does not happen often. Girl, I am so excited. And I think that you're going to really enjoy it if you are someone that really wants to learn how to spend time with God practically every day, learn how you can learn about your purpose, time with him in different ways, how to study the Bible. You're going to thoroughly enjoy it. So go ahead and check the show notes out for all the details and make sure you sign up. And I cannot wait to see you. Now, let's get into the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to our listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, sis. How are you? I'm so happy to be back in front of the microphone with you this week. And I'm excited about today's topic because it's a little bit of a personal one today. So y'all are going to kind of hear a couple of updates, a little bit of tea, and they're going to hear how the Lord snatched me up um, this morning in my quiet time with him. But before we get started, as you heard in the intro before the episode started, Definitely sign up for the free time with God challenge, y'all. We start on March 13th, and I would hate for you not to get an opportunity to actually take advantage of this free time to do this. As you all have known or may have heard, I've done the time with God challenge now, I think around six times, and over 250 women have gone through this challenge. And it has been just like such a joy to serve in this capacity. And so to now team up with three other amazing women, we have two speakers that are going to be coming on. So it's literally so many of us, six of us that are going to be talking to you about time with God, how to just, you know, do things in your time with God, different things you can do to study purpose, how to have time with God in a tough season, all of those different things. Um, please take advantage of the Time with God Challenge. The link will be in the show notes. Sign up completely free, 14 days. You will be in a community of amazing women. And it's literally so many of us that have signed up. So come on, take an opportunity and uh, go ahead and sign up so you can be a part of this amazing community. And I cannot wait to pour into you during this challenge. So don't miss out on that. So let's get into this week's episode. Speaking of time with God, um, I wanted to do like a refresh of this subject. Um, I feel like time with God is something I've talked about on my podcast. Um, I've given different variations of it. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about 
really what God has not really revealing to me, especially that my time with him has shifted a lot over the last couple of years with having Elijah, um, adjusting to motherhood, what that looks like. I feel like I'm finally getting to the point, maybe in the last two months where I'm actually sleeping through the night and not waking up, um, looking at Elijah on the monitor. And so because of that, I feel like I'm more refreshed to get up in the morning. Um, I'm a morning person and spend time with the Lord. And God isn't talking to me a lot. I've been talking to you all a lot about productivity and the emotion behind when we self-sabotage and how it impacts us showing up. And last week, I remember, I don't remember what was going on, but I remember God really, Holy Spirit really kind of showing me that habits are what keep us out of the emotional place of when we don't quote unquote feel like doing things. And it was really profound because I feel like a lot of times we always talk about consistency and discipline, but we don't really talk about practically what that looks like. And so practically meaning, what do I actually do to be disciplined? What do I actually do to stay consistent? And it really is just putting in the work, like actually doing the things you say you're going to do, keeping the promises to yourself. So why does this come into time with God? So I personally have been in a new stage in my business. I've been in a new stage as a mom. I've been in a new stage. We actually just bought a house. We've moved. And it's been this feeling of just expansion. And although that might sound cute, it's a lot of work. So when we moved into our house, that whole story was a testimony. Um... It was not something I really believed that we were going to be able to do, especially in this market, in the pandemic, all of that. And I really was challenged with the belief process of, you know, trusting that God would give us what we wanted. And he did. And he showed up so beautifully. We really got something that we wanted. And he literally cared about every single detail. And so even now, like I'm in my office, I I'm home alone. It's quiet. I'm working in a place where I feel motivated to work in. And it's such a blessing because I can think of, you know, three years ago, I would be doing work in my closet. I was recording podcasts in my closet. And then we had, we, um, you know, moved our office into our spare bedroom. And that was during the pandemic. And then I got pregnant and then Nico was working from home. So we shared an office. I really didn't have a lot of privacy And then now we had a son. And so then we moved downstairs and then I was working in the dining room. And then now to be at a place where, you know, I have an office now. It's quiet when I'm home and I can close the door and separate work from home. I just think about all this expansion and how much God has provided. And it almost is hard to sometimes. And one of the one of the prayers I've been telling God lately is help me to believe the fruit I'm seeing. Because oftentimes I think, especially as someone who, you know, you grow and, and I can speak for my sisters as well. You grow, you trust God, you you believe in him. But then when he does what you ask, you oftentimes question, is something bad going to happen? Is something going to be off? Am I doing something right? That it's like, do I, am I believing the fruit I'm seeing? And so one of those things, and as I was kind of talking to God about this through transitions in life, you know, you get busy, your consistency falls off. You don't really stay on top of things and you find that you're emotional and you're all over the place, quote unquote, that you begin to then attack yourself and say, I'm the problem, all of this. When in all actuality, it's really about 
getting back into your habits, finding what works for you. I talk about this and show up, sis, but I think it's really important for us to understand why the discipline of spending time with God is valuable. Um, and so I want to give this really practically today, but I want to talk about three reasons why time with God is essential and what God has been just showing me over the last couple of months um, about why being in his word, like really taking the time to read the word, get the word in your heart, all of that. Because I think as someone who is very aware of the text and all of the things your mind can go 15,000 places, I'm still in the flesh. I'm no greater or no different from any other person who has thoughts of like, am I really even doing this right? Am I good enough for this? Is this even okay? Um, who am I? Like, am I qualified to do this? Cause I still have those thoughts. And I think it's very important to understand why these things come up and why for some reason we attack ourselves, but also we also dwell on old seasons of when we were really anchored and we don't come back to the present of where we are now. And so God had been really showing me about what the importance of time with him does, but the habit of doing it, it needs to become a habit, almost essentially a priority. And I don't say that as a pressure point of view, if you're not doing that consistently, because everybody has different ebbs and flows of life. And I think God understands that. I think he also highlights to me the importance of this so that we don't fall into these places where time with him almost feels like a chore or duty, but more so it's our literal foundation of our faith. Like time with him, Christ literally stepped away all the time to spend time with God. And I read something interesting one day or heard something interesting one day where I think this pastor was talking about how Jesus never talked bad about himself. And I thought that was so interesting because I thought like, what was it that kept him so grounded? And I truly believe he consistently made time and made space for the Lord. And so God kind of slayed me with this. And the three reasons I'm going to share with you today, I think are very important in understanding your time with God. So number one, time with God anchors us in truth. If you think about an anchor, an anchor is um, like a heavy piece of metal that is attached to a boat that pulls it, that pulls down into the ground that essentially keeps the boat where it's at. Now, when you don't have an anchor and you don't have an, something holding you down, if those waves are coming and like hitting you and life is hitting you, you are going to sway or float away based on whatever is happening. But the anchor keeps you grounded so that no matter what waves come your way, you stay in the same spot. And so I think when it comes to anchoring in truth, constantly sis no matter if you are just a person who is regular or I don't say regular because all of us are regular but just someone who is like um you know healing or whatever you're doing we all are inundated with lies from the enemy that's his whole job is to lie to us his entire role is to only tell us what is not true and his job is to also then attack even your own relationship with God. Because when I remember when God was kind of showing me this about security in him, the thing he literally attacked Eve with, which was so interesting, was what God said to her. And and all of the things that he even attacked Jesus with, it was about his identity. And so our identity and our relationship with God is who is what the enemy attacks us with. And so understanding truth, if he is the father of lies, as Christ said, 
understanding truth has to become the anchor. Because if you're only going to believe the lies, you're always going to be swayed by what's going on. And so the time with God anchors you in truth because you're dwelling on the word. You have a space where you're letting God know what's going on. But also it anchors you in the place of security in the Lord. The second thing is it reminds us of who we are in Christ. So going back to the identity piece, I for myself, I'll say as a business owner, um, and I, 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 I want to share more about that whole process because I do believe now we're in the day and age where people want side hustles and want to become entrepreneurs or want to have a business. And so I, I feel open to share that. Um, and there's some other things that I'm doing on the side that besides my main business. Um, and so what I've realized as an entrepreneur over the last, I want to say, how long have I been entrepreneur? December, January, February, March, April. No, we're not going to my job, girl. July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So nine months. Um, I've learned that this is the difference between a nine to five and an entrepreneur or a difference between a nine to five and owning a business is you are the one creating the processes. You're the one doing the work. You're the one creating what the culture of your business is going to look like. You're the one that determines how long you work. And so it's not like going to a job where everything's laid out for you. You're, you basically come in, taught your job, and you can leave and go home. As an entrepreneur, I'm always thinking about my business, which means it's a lot of decision making, which also means that I am inundated with having to decide processes and all of this, which is a lot of decision making. And it's a lot of me having to be the one to create that. And it's where it can be emotionally wearing. And so I've learned really going to God about this is it really attacks sometimes my identity of like believing, can I really make these decisions? Can I really do X, Y, and Z? Same thing if you were working a job, can I really do this? Can I really ask for the promotion I deserve? If you're a mom, can I really raise these kids and like do gentle parenting and all this kind of stuff that we're doing now? Like, can I really be a wife that's going to like really steward my husband when I've been in horrible relationships or I've experienced a lot of trauma in past situations, can I really trust this person? Can I really be safe with them? So it attacks your identity and it attacks your ability to like feel confident. And so what God reminded me of is, you know, I've created you, you have such, you have, what I've really also discovered is freedom. And what true freedom looks like is not the ability to do things right or wrong. It's the ability to try and redefine. It try and um, God reroutes you. And so I've learned that walking in the freedom of Christ is really understanding that I don't have to create my own identity. My identity was created before I was thought of. And I think it going into this whole space of like when people talk about, um, you know, who you are and all this kind of stuff, I really like cringe a lot of times with that because I really believe that me as a person, I can't say who I am, I can kind of have understanding of who I am through Christ and have that authority. But I really believe that we have to understand that who we are in Christ is complete, that we don't have to add or take away anything to it. It's it's literally defined, period. So I think it's really important to understand that your time with God helps you to be reminded of who you are in Christ. And if you're not in the word or you're not consistently hearing it, you won't remember. It's almost like if you were studying for a test. If you never study for the test and you take the test, you're going to be looking at those questions like, I don't know this stuff. Same thing if you're not really um, 
you know, re- really meditating on what you're supposed to be, or not what you're supposed to be, because that sounds very shameful, wish you um, really meditating on the word, you won't be able to, when you have battles, know what it means to show up. And then number three, time with God helps us to know God's character. Um, this was something that was interesting to me. I had a therapy session. Um, I'm in therapy now once a month. Um, and so my February session, I was talking to my therapist about, um, I think I was telling her something about, oh yeah, I was talking to her about like trusting myself and like really believing about what's going on with me to, to fully walk into it. And she said, you don't really believe God loves you. Like we were talking about that. She's like, you don't really think God loves you. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if it's more of, I don't believe I love him. He loves me. I think it's really like receiving the fact that I am fully loved and like, again, walking in the freedom. And so we were talking about, and I was telling her, I said, freedom feels uncomfortable. Like the liberty of having a free life means I can go and and trust that I'm taken care of. I was like, that's so uncomfortable because it goes against everything I know about control. And what she said to me was, I want you to dwell on the love of God now. So I started going through scriptures and I looked at love as a, and I'll share this with y'all. I was looking at the scripture about love is patient, love is kind. Um, and Holy Spirit brought something to me that I just had never really heard before because I think it just had never really dawned on me what it meant. And I thought it was so interesting. So I'll share it really quickly. And so it says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is patient and kind is from the New Living Translation. This is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So, of course, in saying this to say, you know, we know the scripture. We know what it means. But more practically, when you're relating it to your life, I think we as Christians especially those of us who are healing have a very skewed view of love. Like it's very, it's very humanly loved child. Okay. Let's be honest. It's like very conditional that this idea of unconditional love seems very foreign and it's not in a way like consistent. Like I think with, we think about our parents Sometimes they can be conditional. It's like, if you do this by me, you're going to get gone off on. People can be very conditional. Like, if you do this, I won't be a friend no more. But with God, it's never conditional. It's always unconditional. And so what was interesting to me about this, when he was really revealing to me, like, you spending time in my word helps you understand me more, which helps you understand that when I bring things to you, you'll be able to discern this is for me, this is not for me. Or would God say that to me or would God not say that to me? So a couple of things I'm going to highlight from this set of scripture that I think is really helpful as a believer, but also someone who is truly walking in healing. So the first one is that I thought was so interesting was in here where it says it does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of wrong. This is verse five. It is not irritable. 
And I say all the time, I, and it probably just like, I probably shouldn't say it because it randomly comes out of my mouth sometimes, but it's like, I know God get tired of me, but it's like, I say that out of, he's frustrated with me of like, girl, you're not getting it right. Like very shameful, very overwhelmingly thinking that I'm wrong or I'm a bad kid or like shaking his finger at me. But to hear that love, and we know love is, God is love. I think that's in First John 4. But to hear it's not irritable and keeps no record of being wronged, it means that no matter how frustrated I get with God, no matter how overwhelmed I may be feeling within my own healing process, my journey, my my frustration of like, wow, these people do this to me. God, I don't want to talk to you right now. He doesn't hold that against me and is not irritable because I feel this way. So I thought that was so interesting because I think we think that, you know, God is so conditional. He's not. And the second thing, which girl, this had me on the floor was love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And so what this told me was that Holy Spirit really gave this to me in a way that I was like, wow. Basically saying, I will never give up on you. I will never lose faith in you. I am always hopeful, even when you're not hopeful. And I will always endure with you through every circumstance. And so it it, it brought to my perspective that even when I'm in a, a hopeless place or I don't have faith or I might be, for me personally, it's like working on my business and I'm like, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing this for? He never loses faith in that. Even when I lose faith, he's always hopeful of the next thing, but he also always endures through every circumstance I'm going through. And so I think as believers, we have to become more grounded in understanding that our time with God is not this fleeting thing of, oh, I got to spend 30 minutes with the Lord because of this. No, it becomes our weaponry, essentially. It becomes our ability to understand the importance of time with him. But also it becomes our place of gathering the deeper understanding of why and who God is. Why does God love us? And so I think catching the space of God doesn't lose faith in what I want. He and I heard this too somewhere. I don't remember. I be hearing so much stuff, y'all. But that God wants our desires and dreams just as much as we do. He never loses faith in those. There are things that I that the Lord gave me back in I want to say like two years ago, 2019. And I still think about like to this day of why would you give that to me? Like this makes no sense. This makes no sense. But now as I'm like walking into some things, I'm like, oh, geez, that makes sense. Like, okay, it's starting to line up. And it becomes such a thing of I haven't lost faith. I haven't I haven't gave up on these things that I've given you. I'm always hopeful you're going to walk into it. I'm always hopeful that the desire I've placed inside of you will grow. I'm always going to endure with you through this. And when you think about endurance, it's really the ability to be persistent with something. And so as you all are walking through your own healing processes, as you're walking through dealing with some deep-rooted things, as you're walking through maintaining the level of all of the things around you while you're still emotionally, 
you know, dealing with stuff. Because y'all, I, 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 I try to paint the picture that, you know, going to therapy, dealing with trauma, talking through trauma, dealing with anxiety, becoming self-aware, affirming yourself. That's the work that we don't talk about. We want the cute stuff. And really more more importantly, we want to be uh, spiritually equipped, but we also don't want to know how to do this practically. We want to say, you know, call the heavens down, but we don't also want to practically walk it out every day. And so I think it's really important to understand that faith is really, you know, a thing that you got to walk actively and practically you have to be able to do and know every day that every CG plant with God is important and it also pays off in the end. And so if you are someone that really is struggling in your time with God, you don't feel like you have a community of people that's like-minded like you, that wants the same things as you, that's going after the things like you're doing, ambitions, changing your lifestyle, just doing things in a different way, please come join the society as we do the 14-day Time With God Challenge. Um, not only that, but this community, I've only you know been hosting it with um, the Blessed and Bossed Up uh, community with uh, Tatum, Kavai, and Charlotte for two solid months, and I've been impacted. Um, just the level of vulnerability and community and resources. I learned from a video that I watched and joined from Tatum about how to create a business plan. Never would have got that anywhere. And so you don't even have to be entrepreneur to join. We talk about so many other things. I talk about mental health and productivity. Charlotte does Bible study. Kavaya does classes on lifestyle and really working through you know, emotional things. Tatum talks all about business and marketing and content, all that kind of stuff. And it's so important to just be in spaces where you can be heard, listened to, valued. And there's so many people out there that really want the same thing. We're all striving to become closer to God and walk into the fullness of what we're doing. So again, I hope this episode was helpful to you, sis. Please, please, please join the Time With God Challenge. Don't miss out on the opportunity. If you need to know about that, go ahead and check the show notes. And I hope this episode was helpful to you. If you have an extra 60 seconds, go ahead and scroll down on your phone if you have Apple iTunes and just leave me a review. Go ahead and write me and tell me how you enjoy the podcast um, and share this podcast with a friend. Share with one person you know that could find this information helpful. It could change your life and their mental health. And I would really, really appreciate it. Bring It would bring me so much joy for you to do that. Don't forget to um, go ahead and DM me on Instagram, sis. You know I love talking to y'all. And I love you, sis. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I'll talk to you soon.